Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading other people. So I want to uh, start today's episode by uh, hitting on one thought from my prior episode, which was uh, on authenticity. And I want to make it a point on that. We talked in that episode about just the importance of being an authentic individual, especially with leadership. It is absolutely critical. And a person came to mind who uh, I'm a fan of, and that's Gary Vee. For those of you who uh, who are a fan, you know that he is probably one of the most authentic people ever. So if you watch his videos, uh, you watch him on a podcast, you watch him doing a keynote presentation. I mean, it's like watching this guy, um, you know, on a Sunday, two o'clock, watching a football game. He's probably the same guy exactly as he is when he's standing on stage in front of a thousand or three thousand people. So there's that much naturalness and authenticity. He says whatever, he's on, whatever he wants, doesn't worry about what anybody thinks, and is truly as authentic as can be. But that also makes him really relatable. It makes him approachable, makes him down to earth, makes him believable, and it adds to his level of influence. So just, just came to mind after that last episode, that was a great example of somebody who's ultra, ultra authentic. So I want to, uh, I, got, I got something texted to me by... One of my good friends, Jim Katchmar, is a fan of this uh, podcast, which I appreciate your support, Jim. He sent me a text, and it was a really cool uh, example of uh, something that I covered in a prior uh, podcast. So, uh, and I'll read it to you here. Uh, it's a, a neat little story. A paper boy had a dog that followed him from the very beginning of his route, which was set up around a neighborhood in a virtual circle. Every day, the dog would follow him, bark at him, and while it was playful in a way, it was a bit of a nuisance. As he would drop the paper in the door to the second-to-last house, the dog would squeeze past him and go in. Apparently, that was where the dog actually lived. After several weeks of this occurring and nearly wrecking his bike on more than one occasion, a light bulb went off. He decided to reverse his route. Now, his second house was where the dog lived. He opened the door, and in went Fido problem solved. So I asked Jim if I could use that in the podcast. Um, great example of tweaking your environment. So I covered that in one previous uh, episode. I want to make sure I, uh, I gave a, a shout out and read that. I thought it was kind of a cool example of really cool example of a kid changing his environment to get a better result or a better experience. And there's all kinds of situations where we can do that. I mean, I think about just how I run my day. There's certain places in my house that I sit when I want to be more creative or I want to work on content, I have certain chairs that I like to sit in that just for some reason I'm more comfortable. That's just me changing my environment to get a better result. I also know I do certain things when I want to do a podcast, I'm in a certain spot. When I'm making a phone call, I'm in a certain spot. I just move around a lot just because for me, 
that helps change my environment to get a better outcome. So cool little story, Jim. Thanks again for sharing that. And keep your ideas, everybody, keep your ideas, suggestions, topic suggestions, guest suggestions uh, coming to me because I get some of our best guests from you, listeners suggesting people. Uh, and I get some of our best topics from you as well. So I want to talk about a topic um, and this is, uh, this is a topic that I, I get asked about a lot. Uh, I look at one of the biggest, most important things for somebody changing their performance on something, whether it's an organization as a whole, or it's an individual, or anybody, whether it's business or personal, there's one thing that happens that ultimately starts to change their performance in anything. And it's a moment of heightened self-awareness. So I don't care if it's you getting in better physical shape. There's something that happened, whether you stepped on a scale, you tried on a shirt that was too tight, somebody made a comment, whatever it was, there was some kind of level of heightened self-awareness that triggered you to do something, make a massive change, and ultimately get on a new journey and a new route and a new trajectory. The same is true for anything, a leader taking the next level jump. Uh, changing the turn of the direction of an organization, there has to be this level of heightened self-awareness. And I see the best performers, and you see it with athletes, you see it with leaders, the best, the best of the best are people that just have a heightened level of self-awareness. And this is something that you can actually learn, and I'm gonna teach you a real quick way to do it at the end, but quick couple of stories. Uh, one is, I remember at a period of time, and this was a big aha moment for me too, uh, I remember there's a period of time, I was this weird, like in high school, I had this really weird OCD with just one like part of my life. I wasn't like an OCD kid, but for some reason, when it came to like my outfits and picking out outfits every single day, I was paranoid that somebody would notice if I wore the same outfit, like, you know, two weeks apart, I had this fear that somebody was going to be like, dude, didn't you wear that shirt? Like, uh... 11 days ago, that's pretty disgusting. I don't know why, but that was my like major fear. People have all kinds of fears. That was mine. Uh, so what I did was I legitimately would write, I'd keep a notebook and I would write out every day what I wore. So I wouldn't recycle an outfit like I had whatever, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks of different outfits and combinations of outfits. So I would never recycle them. I knew precisely what day I was going to be allowed to wear that blue striped shirt again. Uh, I knew which day I could wear that certain belt. Like literally, it was that detailed. Uh, and I never then had that fear. I knew that, okay, well, nobody, because I tracked it, was going to discover that I wore something less than like 28 days apart. That was my cycle, whatever it was. Uh, weird, like the stupid things you think about when you're a teenage kid. Like that for me was a big thing. And then, you know, I look back now and I'm like, you know what? Nobody really gave a crap. Like, really? I could have worn the same thing probably three days in a row and maybe one or two people would notice. I mean, honestly, I forget, you know, when I was in an office wearing a tie every day, I forget what tie I wore. I think there were days where I wore the same tie twice in a row and I've got, you know, whatever, I have 30, 40 ties. Um, I can't remember, let alone anybody else. The bottom line is most people lack awareness, let alone self-awareness, they lack awareness. There was a teacher that I knew that ran, that did a great, really uh, cool thing. Uh, in the middle of one of his classes, a student came in and like just literally in the middle, and there was probably, you know, 
100 people in this class. It was a college class with big auditorium-style seating. Kid came in, swung open the door, and started yelling at the professor. Yeah, yeah. And it was about a grade. Yeah, that's bullshit. Da 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 Hands flying. I mean, and everybody in the class was like, we're just awestruck looking at this interaction. Like, what the... And and this guy like Bleh! and he goes up and he takes a chair and throws it, throws it like right at the guy, right towards the professor, and like just starts like took something off the tape off the front desk, <laughs> threw it off, and flips out, Ellen, and this interaction goes on for like you know sixty seconds. It wasn't that long or whatever, ninety seconds, and uh, the guy finally leaves, and. Um, and the professor's like, oh my gosh. What? And everybody's like, still like shocked. Like, what the heck just happened? We thought the guy was going to take a swing at the professor. Um, and so the professor's like, that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm reporting him. I, what, can, can you guys describe him? What, was, what did he look like? And he started going on the board and taking it. And people were like, I don't, he, was like he was six feet, about six, six feet, six one. And, and other people were like, no, he wasn't. He was like five seven. He was like five eight. And they're like, what? No, he was like six feet. And it's like, well, he had brown hair. No, he didn't. He had brown hair. He had blonde hair. And then somebody else is like, no, he didn't. He had dark hair. It was like black. Uh, and they're like, all right, whatever. And he's and they're like, he had a beard, though. Definitely had a beard. No, he didn't. He was clean shaven. Bottom line is, and then it came to his outfit, what he was wearing. Everybody was all over the board. It turned out this was a setup. The teacher had asked a student. The student, a student came back in. And everybody was like, oh, wow. Okay, you are six feet and you're blonde and you don't have a beard and you're wearing a blue shirt, not a white shirt. And it was like all the stuff that was written down on the board was basically totally wrong. Uh, but it was really cool. It was funny because, you know, and you see this when people are in a crisis moment, like they're, you know, you see this with police reports and stuff like that. When emotions are high, people's awareness goes down, like not up. It goes down. People become like shell-shocked. They don't even know. it. So that goes not only for us observing other people and being aware of other people, but ourselves in times of stress, we actually become less self-aware. And when we need to be more self-aware, we're actually less self-aware. So we've got to combat that. And, and, it's, and that's the most important thing to, to changing the direction of your life, of your business, of a relationship, whatever it is, or your finances, anything. You've got to be aware, ultra aware of what current state is and ultimately what's happening. Uh, here's a really easy exercise. I used to think about, and we've all been in this moment where we've been thinking about something like totally way off, like, you know, thinking about, um, you know, uh, a, 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 a red boat. And I'm like, you know, how do I get to thinking about a red boat? And then I'm like, oh, wait, I was thinking about that cruise that I was on. How did I get to that? Oh, yeah, I was thinking about that trip to Mexico that I went to. How did I get to that, though? Oh, I was thinking about the Mexican food I had last week. How did I get to that, though? I was thinking about what I want for dinner tonight. So I went from dinner tonight to thinking about a red boat, uh, you know, in the water. Sometimes we just lose track of how our thoughts get to a certain place. So the first step is become aware of what your thoughts are. So if you're in some kind of mental funk or some kind of state, and I do this, I actually do this exercise. I'll just think about, okay, if maybe I'm having some self-doubt about something, maybe I got a big presentation I'm doing or whatever, I've got a big meeting coming up and I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm just not in that A-game mode. 
I'll write out what I'm actually saying to myself, like legit, because we're all saying something to ourselves, something's filling our brain. And unfortunately, you know, most of it is going to be negative self-talk. So I'll just write down the sentences, the words that I'm putting in my mind. Ah, you're going to screw this up, John. Ah, this, this audience is tough. Or what if they ask you this, whatever. Um, and all of a sudden, now I have it on paper. This is my awareness of at least what I'm saying to myself that's putting me in this of course, I'm not going to be confident when I'm filling my mind with this shit. Um, that's not going to lead to great performance. So I can now look at this and say, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to get in that great state unless I change what's filling my head. I've got to, I've got to reframe my thinking here and change my self-talk, um, which is a whole different set of skills and, and things that I can do. But at least now I'm aware that, okay, this is what the problem is. Uh, we'll talk about changing self-talk. I've talked about it in other episodes. We'll hit on another one. But uh, just a quick, you know, I wanted to share a couple of quick stories about the importance of building your awareness. This is a skill. Just start with understanding what's the stuff that's going on here. What are you saying to yourself? Write it out. Just like that teacher, people became aware of their lack of awareness through that exercise. They're like, wow, we're really not paying attention, huh? <laughs> so you can learn, you can teach yourself to increase your awareness of what's around you as well as what's going on with you. So hope this was helpful. Keep the ideas, suggestions coming. Keep these little anecdotes, stories coming. Um, keep in mind, on September 22nd, we've got a live leadership uh, mastermind. I've got a guest, Peter Velarde, that's going to join. I've got a ton of other people that are going to be part of this. It's a live interactive session. We're going to have it 5 p.m. You will not want to miss this. I guarantee you're going to get some great takeaways from that. All you need to do is direct message me and I'll give you the login information. So next Tuesday, I look forward to seeing you. Keep liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, reviewing, all that kind of stuff. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.